I'm, I'm, I'm comfy as I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, well, listen, thanks for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it, particularly as obviously today is an incredibly important day. First things first, how has it been going? In my head, I picture a, from the moment you wake up, it's nonstop messages, statistic checking, just yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Is it actually like that for you? Yeah, mate. Like, so, um, obviously we had like the, uh, the vinyl was like pre-ordered. Um, and, uh, I, uh, I haven't got one yet. I, um, I'm hopefully going to get one soon, but, um, uh, it's pretty cool that they've all arrived today for a lot of my mates. So they're just, uh, they're sending me videos of like them giving it a spin. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been pretty, phone's been blowing up all day. Yeah, we're just stoked. It's really nice. How do you feel about it though? Like, is it kind of relief or is it just like, you know what, we've been waiting this long, it's out now, it's out in the world and maybe you, you're, you're going to come back and look at it properly in a couple of weeks when the dust has settled to sort of see how people have reacted to it? Um, I think it's, it's, it's very much the first one. Like, um, obviously we, we started writing like the first couple of chains off it like three years ago. Mm. Um, we recorded it at, like late 2020. So um we've been like sort of itching to get it out for quite a while um and because of covid and stuff like that it's it's been pushed back and pushed back like repeatedly but um because of that we've had time to do like a lot of behind the scenes stuff do like some te like tease it to you know to the end so everyone's just like when it came out today everyone was like all fully like necessarily hyped and everything yeah having an extra time i know a lot most of it was well if all of it was forced because of the last two years but having an extra time and an extra build is that something you think you know what that worked really really well we really enjoyed doing that we would continue to do that in the future rather than putting potentially arbitrary time frames on things that make you might make you feel rushed um yeah for sure like i think we um with the, with the campaign of the record we were very we had like lots to do and lots of time to do it um because of because of those like postponements but um i think the main thing is um so like when we when we recorded um it we then were like went label shopping yeah and um, we sent it to like a hundred emails we made like a spreadsheet and everything um uh and uh, the guys at Lockjaw, like uh, especially um, Rob and Leslie, like they've been really like helping us do that extra push, and they they've been very supportive that way. Um, so I think the next time round it will be a bit easier. Yeah. So um, it was nice to take that extra time, but I don't think we all need that extra time next time. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing as well, considering it was forced, nobody really wanted to be in the situation that we were, particularly if you wrote, let's say, songs over three years ago. Bearing that, keeping that, bearing, keeping that in mind, should I say, um, these songs obviously are incredibly fresh for the fan base. Brand new EP, it's out today, you can listen to it in full, but for yourselves, obviously you've been sitting in with it for a while. I don't want to say are you sick of hearing them, but does a release, when it's, at, when it's actually put out there, does it refresh the EP, the music in your mind? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, like, uh, I would, I would, I would give it a spin, like, like every month or something, for like the past year, anyway. Yeah, we just had it, 
Um, but we had like a private SoundCloud link um, and listening to it on like Spotify today was a lot nicer because we did like, we tried to do like a Pink Floyd thing in the studio where every, every song trails into the next one. And then uh, the, the last song trails back into the, 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 the intro track. And those transitions were like a lot clearer than on like SoundCloud where it will stop and then it will oh yeah yeah so um that was cool and then we did like you know like they've got the little um animations when you're when you're playing it um so it was nice to it was nice to see it all look like looking professional and like proper instead of just like listening to like the tunes like it the, the full package is just like it's making it feel like extra special and stuff yeah Oh, I'm going to have to hear it in that style, though, because obviously the version I heard was a pre-release and had the situation, as you said, with the stop-start. So I've not heard this sort of clear, full-flowing track-to-track thing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was one like a, like a little sort of Easter egg, sort of like we thought like, oh, some people will notice, some people won't. Um, <laughs> either way, we thought it was cool. And then, and then, like we had to do like a special one on the uh, on the vinyl because you've obviously got to flip it. Um, so we got rid of the reverb at the start of the side, the the second side, and like so, like there was loads of stuff to think about. But we like we we I think we covered everything, and like so it, we we pulled it off well. I think there's a lot of little fun little elements that kind of people just don't either notice as much or don't pay as much attention to when it comes to the creation of the music and putting it online and on vinyl and all that so hearing these little touches it, it makes you smile it's fun yeah yeah like it, it can either be overlooked or the little or like music nerds like like i'm presuming us you know we'll just hear it and go oh did you know that blah blah blah, blah. and like yeah Nice. Of course, the people don't know it is called Temple Corrupted and it is out today by Lockjaw Records. Now, going back then, because we've had a couple of years and obviously the effect on the record is clear. We've already talked about a little bit about that. But the effect on El Muno overall, the pandemic, the COVID situation, going back, say, over two years ago, how have you guys held up during it? Held up during what? Um, the last two years. Well, yeah, it was... Um... It was uh, obviously it's been pretty tough for everyone. Um, so like the uh, the themes that we explore on this record were very uh, touching base with us on a personal level. Like we all felt a bit like isolated from each other. Um, I mean, like we still tried to like you know keep keep our heads above water and like try and still doing stuff. And that's when like the the big a big chunk of the meat of the record like was created by sending each other demos back and forth and we all recorded demos of it separately um and uh yeah because it, we we all we all like felt the effects of it so when um zach does like the lyrics primarily but when we were when we were recording it with it he'd go through the lyrics with us and like we'd just go like oh I like this bit or like let's I like this bit but change that bit and then like so it felt like we all like voiced ourselves on it instead of just like lyrically um yeah a reflection of the band's voices rather than one individual because obviously normally a, a vocalist or whoever's writing the lyrics it tends to reflect potentially 
their feelings and thoughts, but you're suggesting or saying that this EP, it's the band's voices more than anything else. Oh yeah, well, I mean, for sure, like, um, like Zach, uh, it's it's primarily his words, um, his like ideas, his muse, and like inspiration, all that. But um, obviously, it's got it's got our name on 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 the tin. So like, I think he just wants to make sure that we were okay with you know. Um, branding ourselves with with these words and it was nice that he let us have a bit of input so it, it, he's saying what we're all thinking basically for sure yeah and for you personally then how comfortable is is are you with kind of expressing yourself even if it's like I said it's his words but it's your feelings how comfortable are you expressing those feelings yeah yeah I mean like I'm I'm pretty comfortable expressing uh those like and and chatting about some of the, the themes on on the EP um I think uh like it was a bit easier like going speaking through the songs and uh as opposed to like like chatting how uh you and I would be now like because then it's just it's just all there you know what I mean um but yeah Obviously, the EP, the themes around it, particularly to depression, anxiety, mental health. Um, and yeah. the expectation, I think, from a lot of people in January, February, March 2022, this time, is that these themes are often going to reflect the last two years, not necessarily a bigger picture. How much of a bigger picture is it for El Muno, or is it predominantly how you've been feeling the last couple of years? I think... Um... I think, uh, yeah, I think we like, you know, like the the issues that we sort of touch base on, like with the, the mental health, like stigma mm. and uh, like race and stuff like that um, has been just put into perspective by like sort of the last couple of years with like the growing, yeah, we've just like locked down the whole uh, the BLM movement, um, like, I think it's just, um, it's always been a thing, but I think every, it's just been put into the limelight recently in the past couple of years. Um, so the timing just seems good to, um, to voice, voice about it now then. I get that. Um, even more so it seems these days. And now obviously, I don't think we want to get too political, but considering current times in this country, things can, things, you know, if I can't help but think, wow, if this is what inspired your writing style for the past three years, what the hell would inspire now, considering, you know, so, so societal corruption, mental health, the effect all that has it, and things like that. Um, I'd imagine for you guys, is it almost too much to kind of wade through? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... Um... Obviously, like, um, if we feel like, you know, something's, uh, you know, we feel passionate about, it gets us, you know, fired up. So uh, the way things have been going, the way things might continue to go, um, will probably be fuel for the fire for the, for, you know, the next release, um, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely will, like, we'll have something to say, I imagine. <laughs>
Yeah, I'd imagine so as well. And it'd be a very, very exciting time because there is a natural inclination, even though we're here talking about an EP release now, when you know that the music was written such a period ago that the expectation is, well, hey, what's going on now? We might ask that at the end, but for now, Temple Corrupted. I mean, I personally, uh, this resonated quite heavily with me. Uh, I kind of went in without knowing much about you guys and came away absolutely blown away. It's currently, and I know it's only February, the best EP of the year, for sure. <laughs> no way to go, of course, but there you go. Um, and it's just that connection that I found about it. It certainly resonated with me. Have you had a lot of that back feedback-wise, be it... I guess, Facebook comments, YouTube comments and all of that, where people are saying that, you know, the content and the concept is resonating with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I think uh, uh, on the majority, it's been like uh, feedback from like mates. Um, like, you know, we've had like a couple mates, we've, um, We've shown we should we should like showed it to like pre-release like showed you the whole thing and they were like yeah this this is something that I'm I'm feeling or like I was feeling but I didn't know it hmm. um and that's been that's been just nice to just nice to hear because you uh I mean like uh you know like when you when you listen to your favorite favorite bands and like um. Like I would listen to them, and I'm like, oh, I get, I get what you're saying on like a personal level. So it's it's nice to do it, to be on the other end of that, and like be making music that um, uh, speaks to people so so personally, yeah. Well, it's the dream, isn't it? Really, to have that connection with anyone out there via via your music. But does it matter to you? So, for example, if there were two fans, and one said. Uh, really connects to me and I feel this because of it and the other says well I don't really connect to it but I fucking love it and I like headbanging to it and um, so on do you see them both as like yep that's both excellent excellent results yeah the, 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 I, I mean I think obviously um, the first would like uh, that that would feel extra special you know what I mean um because it, it feels like you've em, you've embellished that person like in like such a way, but like if you're just like yo, I like riffs, like that's also equally as cool. Like if you if you rate it that way, um, yeah, they're they're both they're both they're both like cool feedback to get for sure. Yeah, basically enjoy the album as you want. Uh, just make sure you do actually like it because you will you will. I'd be very surprised if uh, anyone who gives this the time doesn't walk away absolutely in love with it. Some of the nuances then, and what I kind of want to ask about is uh, obviously as press, and I use that in inverted commas because we don't call ourselves press, when we get a release and we see things like ancient churches, tracked in an ancient church and all that, and it's like, well, okay, it's quite unique and it's quite eye-grabbing, but what, uh, what, what, what makes that important for you? For example, what did it do? What did it do for you guys mentally? What did it do for you personally that you think you notice in the sound? And uh, where was this church? <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's called the the old chapel in Chichester. Um, it was it was a cool recording experience. Like um, I think we already had the first song, which was "Forced to Smile," I think the one in the middle. Um, we just we tracked that in um, in the book house in in Bermondsey, 
um, with a chap called Tom Hill, like, uh, and it started. That was that was just before we got locked down oh. in February 2020. Um, and he and uh, he was. We saw this thing, and it was like a free recording session, uh, pay what you want, sort of thing. And then we were like, oh, we'll we'll just go in there and track a demo. Um, and uh, Tom smashed it so much that we were just like, oh, we'll we'll keep it. So um, after that, we we then we we went to um, Old Chapel with um, with our producer Sam, and it was like the first uh, live-in studio that we'd ever been to. So wow. we were there for about five days, um, and that was cool because you know you get well, you probably woken up at like seven in the morning by some drums because like you just you just hear it or a guitar, loud guitar. So you don't really you sort of wander downstairs and work's already begun. And then um yeah, and then we just uh we go 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 across the road to the pub at the end of the day and you know chat more. Like we were always still working around it, like uh we were chatting about um lyrics and stuff over the road, and then we come back and then um so it felt like it was a cool experience where like we never the whole week was there wasn't a moment of time that we weren't really doing something for the EP. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like, um, yeah, I guess, I guess like that sort of church sort of vibe did like um, add to the sound. I guess we got inspired by, by that. I mean, we did have a big chunk of stuff done uh before we got there huh. but then we but then we we did there was some stuff that we that we came up with while we were there um stuff like the the intro the wild hunt which was a pretty spooky thing anyway i think we had like the base of that but i think just uh coming like like that coming alive was definitely there was definitely like an atmosphere that like added to that it sure. sounds incredible. I mean, effectively, uh, like the equivalent, I guess, of going on holiday for five days. However, your only focus is not to relax, so to speak, but your only focus was the EP. So like your headspace and being in that that constant mind frame must have been, it must have been incredible, but exhausting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, like sort of, I think because normally we, we all have two days or something and we're just we're just rushing through it whereas wow. um because we were we were doing full days like seven till ten or or whatever um we could we could take our time with it a bit more um or we'd be spending an hour on something and then we like I'll do we'll do it a bit differently or we were messing around with all the toys that they had in the studio there was a big like big box of pedals and uh pianos and different amps and we just we did like try everything out and take our time on it so it was it, did, it wasn't too exhausting um where so we could like sort of still go at our own pace really yeah Oh, that's good to hear. I do like when you describe the idea of boxes of toys. It just create an image of Disneyland for musicians. Yeah, What's yeah. In this door. What's in here? That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there was there was stuff that was like, 
oh, we're going to, we're going to try it because it's there. And like, we wouldn't have thought to, um, to use it if it wasn't there. Like stuff like the glockenspiel. Ah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So brought on a new level of experimentation. Has that, has that inspired you, I guess, as well to do, continue that level of experimentation as you go forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're, um, we're a pretty eclectic bunch, uh, both uh, on like a personality wise and like musically, like music we listen to. Um, so we always try and keep things, like have a mess about creatively, um, mess, mess around with some sounds that like are not very, they're very abstract, you know what I mean? So I think, um, I mean, this is probably like the first time we've got to showcase that um, compared to previous releases, but um, we'll definitely, definitely be uh, be uh, continuing that um, later. Actually, you just said that. I've just spotted something. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and worm it in on the next one. Uh, so um, there we go. So my my mum's uh, Australian. Yeah, she got me a oh my <laughs> for my birthday. I can't, I can't play it yet, but uh, yeah, hopefully for the next one, maybe didgeridoo intro, something like that. Oh, absolutely! You don't hear it much, but when it's when it's used right, I think it always stands out. It's gonna be that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think also they did that live that um, carnival did like a live stream concert and. Um, was it last year or the year one before? And they had like a didgeridoo player and I was like, oh, that's cool. That is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're always trying to keep things fresh and funky and weird for sure. Yeah, it's what makes you guys so very, very exciting. Um, considering the last couple of years uh, of the pandemic, right? Every band from the biggest to the smallest has suddenly become or been forced to become really good at social media. Whether it be tracking campaigns online, um, live streams, just generally talking to fans out there. How how much does, sorry, how good do you think Elmino are at doing this? And also, is it something that you guys actually enjoy? Because social media and being on there can be very difficult for a lot of people. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, Zach and Jamie work in like, marketing PR so they're already whizzes at that it's kind of a bit of relief because uh yeah I mean I don't think I'd be too good at it so I but I'm very lucky that they're so they're so good at it um yeah man it's just like sign of the times you know what I mean uh mm. sort of it's 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 cool because um it means that like you know like if you're talking 40 years ago 50 years ago like bands had to be like um what's the word like you had to um sort of have like a lot of backing to uh to get noticed and stuff whereas now it's a double-edged sword because like now now you have the opportunity to um to uh to get yourself like out there and noticed um without that backing but i guess if you're 
if you don't have like the social media presence that you you can be a really good band and still um still like not get your stuff seen by the the right fans yeah. the right people I, yeah very lucky um that uh uh zach and jamie they're very very on it with the social media um quality content all looking aesthetic yeah 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 for sure it's basically you, you got your own in-house social media managers that's uh yeah it's it, that's great because it's difficult yeah yeah big time big time they uh they get what's uh what's going on in the contemporary so they're very yeah they, they smash it good stuff good stuff how about live then what's the score going on there you know i know it's still very difficult in this country things are getting better but beyond this country and out into the world there's the real problem it seems yeah yeah for sure i mean um uh we were like playing live is probably our favorite part of the, of the whole process yeah um yeah like we've done a done a lot like heaps of gigs since um since we uh we came back i think we did our first one july was it last year yep or, or was it the year before i can't remember <laughs> it's it's not yeah but um no it was last year yeah yeah we've done we've done, done about 40 gigs since amount since so, yeah um i think it's it's getting a bit difficult because um uh there's like quite a, like a backlog of gigs that have been postponed. So yeah. uh, sometimes it's hard to find the slots. Um, but we have uh, our boys Matt and Karen from uh, Boney Mod Promotions. They they uh, they sort us out for us. So yeah, we don't have to worry too much. But like um, yeah, we're we're hoping to get out and uh, and like promote it um very very soon um as you're saying beyond that like uh i'm not sure how like if europe or anything will be on the cards soon i don't know uh, obviously brexit will make it a bit a bit more difficult um we we did go out in europe a few a few years ago and they were probably some of the some of the funnest shows we've done so it would definitely be nice to do that again for sure yeah, I hope you do manage to get it live. I mean, what you said at the start there, the, the booking up of venues and postponement tours and so on is going, seems like it's going to cause chaos for the next year or two. I mean, festival lineups, for example, as well. If you guys were trying to get on a festival lineup this year, um, I don't know how much luck you're going to have purely because of the, the holdover of last year and the year before. For sure, yeah. It's, um, it's going to be an uphill battle for sure, yeah. But, um, you guys we'll, we'll, though, get, right? we'll get some stuff sorted out for sure yeah that's it i mean that's that's all it's all all you can do and for now the ep's there go listen to it harry listen thank you so much for taking the time to do this no worry mate it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?